Welcome to our podcast, A Little Grace to Grow. Today we'll finish up our spiritual warfare series. I'm sure we'll we will touch on it uh, later on, but nevertheless, in regards to the series, I want to conclude it today. We're going to take a look at a scripture out of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 12 in just a moment. But I want to introduce this by mentioning that spiritual warfare is not something easily identified when the battle's on, but you can tell. You can tell something's going on. If you uh, are at, at a park and you begin to look at the trees and you notice the trees start swaying, though you're low to the ground, As you see those trees swaying, you know there is wind. You know there's something making those trees move. And though you cannot see the wind, and you may even be in a position where you can't feel it, you know there's wind blowing on those trees. That's kind of like the things we deal with in our Christian life when it comes to spiritual warfare. Certain behaviors uh, in relationships, you can't always put your finger on it, but you know the behavior is different. Some There's an influence there that is affecting an individual the wrong way. Let me, again, before I read these verses out of Ephesians chapter 6, let me give you a little background in the book of Ephesians. In chapter 4, Ephesians speaks to us concerning our relationship to the church. And that's very important. Our relationships in the church, among God's people, very important, very vital for our well-being as Christians. Chapter 5 refers to our relationships in our marriage. And you read through there, you get some very practical advice concerning being a husband and a wife. Chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, reveals our relationships toward our children. And that too is very important. Chapter 6, verse 4 through 9, reveals our relationship concerning our employment, our place of work. Now, in all of these areas, relationships are involved. And I find it significant that immediately after these relationships are emphasized, Paul says in verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now that's that's significant. It's significant that this spiritual warfare is brought up after these vital relationships are mentioned on behalf of our Christian conduct. What we learn here, people are not our enemy. 
the people in our lives are not our enemy. I know that at times you might feel they are. At times you might feel as though you're dealing with a Judas. But remember, even the Lord Jesus would conclude his visit or he would begin his final visit with Judas by saying, friend, wherefore art thou come? You see, this is very, very important because flesh and blood are not the enemy. Can flesh and blood be used by the enemy? Yes, and that's what you need to understand. The people in our lives are our ministry, whether they work for us or we work for them. Whether they're in our family or just in our church family, they are our ministry. That's so vital as a Christian to understand that. (coughs) Whether they are easy or difficult to get along with, they are our ministry. They all need to see Christ in us, the hope of glory. Even if they claim to be Christians, if they're not behaving like a Christian, it is obvious they need to see Christ in us. Spiritual warfare is the kingdom of Satan working to keep Christ from being seen in our lives. I hope you get that. Let me say it again. Spiritual warfare is the kingdom of Satan working to keep Christ from being seen in our lives. Let me give you four quick things in regards to this spiritual battle that we often have to face. Number one, we need to be the ones that declare war. It's interesting, the Lord Jesus said about the church, he said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Well, gates don't get up and move. The church is supposed to attack. The church is supposed to be the aggressor. In Romans 12, 21, the Apostle Paul said, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. What he's saying there is, don't be defensive. Be offensive in the sense of showing the initiative, showing God's grace, going the extra mile, putting forth effort to reach people with the gospel, and be in prayer. There are things we can do that can minister to even our enemies. The Lord Jesus said this. He said, love those that hate you. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you. He said, in so doing, we show ourselves as the children of God. We need to decide when the attack is on, it's time for us to be the aggressors, not in a mean way, but in a spirit-filled way, filled with the love of God, with an understanding, these people need Jesus, and they need to see Jesus in my life. Number two, know your enemy. Know your enemy. Again, you've got to remember, it's not your husband, it's not your wife, it's not your boss, it's not your employee. It's not the guy that works next to you. It's not your child. It's not the member of the church that maybe uh, your personalities don't gel. That's not it. The real enemy is the devil. Don't forget that. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, goeth about like a roaring lion 
seeking whom he may devour. And he would love to get you more focused on flesh and blood than on his presence. We must make these a matter of prayer. Number three, you need to know your weapon. Or I could say weapons. We have the Word of God. The Word of God will help you. It'll settle you as you memorize it, as you meditate on it. And it is also a tool. It is the sword of the Spirit. And it is truth. And the way you overcome error is with truth. Never compromise the truth. Use it. The Word of God will defend itself. Know your weapon. Get familiar with it. Read it. Study it. Next, know yourself. Know yourself. The best soldiers are willing to sacrifice themselves for their comrades and the cause. Listen, it's when we're weary we can often be taken advantage of. We need to understand that. There's a passage in Daniel 7, verse 25, that tells us about the time of Antichrist, that he will wear out the saints of God. You know, how did Gideon press on and get great victory? The Bible says he was faint yet pursuing. Sometimes we have to pursue when we're faint. Sometimes we have to rest. But you need to know yourself. You need to know your, your weaknesses. These things will help you in the spiritual warfare. Listen, we are fighting from victory, not for victory. The Lord Jesus has already run, won the war. You and I, as we traverse this earth until he returns or takes us home, we have our own spiritual battles where we have this opportunity to bring glory to God. Let's take advantage of it and let's do the best we can for Jesus. God bless you and I hope you have a fantastic day.